0: I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Jerry Eves, Sports Radio. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi, that's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mill. Good afternoon and welcome to Eve Sports Radio.
1: Call now,
2: 502-571-1080 or toll free, 877-904-1080.
1: You can tweet Jerry at JerryEFs5. That's Eves 5 on Twitter. This is Eve Sports Radio on Talk Radio 1080.
3: Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody, Julie, hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. day. (laughs) day. (laughs) 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 day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Eve's words Radio. And I'm at the backside of Churchill Downs. There's no rain, so that's all the thought that we would be rained out today. It's a beautiful day, a Wednesday, of course, hump day. And we can't wait to get started. Everyone understands that uh, sometimes George Williams may be Monday, Friday. You never know when you'll find George Williams. But today, we've got George Williams sitting in with us. We know that it's Cobby Harrison's day. And we're expecting Cobby maybe to call in. But we do know it's George Williams. And I hate to tell you all, I'm looking right at George. Dang, George, I liked you better on the
3: phone. Welcome to the show, George. Hey, George, so great to be here with you back on the backside of Churchill Downs. I just know that I want to tell all the fans out there, Jared, and you're going to go with me. This is some about Big Brother. I like to start the show out early. He wasn't ready for this. <laughs> Jared, did you talk about us winning another national championship? From the big Blue Nation? I did not talk about your volleyball championship. No, I did not. Okay. Did you talk about our rifle, rifle team winning another national championship? I mean, th- the championship just rolls off our backs, Jared. I don't know why. I mean, Louisville win anything this week A national championship? Why? Uh, you being a smart aleck right off the bat, aren't you, George? Jared, I just wanted to salute Louisville if they won anything this week. Because uh, the baseball team evened
2: up the series with the Wildcats. They beat Kentucky last week. Yeah. Yeah, they beat it, the it, Wildcats in
3: baseball. Jerry, national championship. We talk. You talking little thing? I'm talking big brother again. So you talking little brother? <laughs> national championship. Y'all got it?
2: I don't have any. of This the last. Okay. Well,
3: weeks. We're talking about Kentucky's championship. Let's start the show.
2: No, I don't want to talk about Kentucky's championship, George. It's Derby
3: week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was Kentucky <laughs> week again, Jerry. I, I'm sorry. I no question. Okay. George it's good seeing you. Good of good course. Senior, Matthew, you were Lime. with us
2: Monday, George, at Wagner's. Right. right but of
3: right.
2: course, we had all the trainers on, but you were there reminiscing with my brother, Dwight Gibson, right. Jeffrey Howard, Martin Dunbar, Chip Taylor, and everybody else that was there. George, y'all were telling lies over at that table.
3: It was all about you, Matthew. <laughs> I'm glad it's you. All about you, you know, they're what I mean? all lies. Yeah, I just want to make sure you know that. Yeah, they were. We we're talking about how great you were and the Nilsson things you had done, and I, and I looked up and I said, "Why are we lying for Jerry?" <laughs> <laughs> and I am you, it see, was a beautiful <laughs>
2: day to lie. George was pretty out. We were at Waggers. We had a great I'm time. That was we was lying,
3: Jerry. Yeah, so that's all I wanted to know. You just want, but Jerry, I, I I read something that's very interesting. Okay, I'm looking at. Uh, at my phone, mm-hmm. and I found something that said the Kentucky High School Athletic Association. Parents to blame for a shortage of referees. <laughs> Can you believe such a thing?
2: George, no. You would think that young kids would want to get involved with officiating, but George, this is the truth. And you all don't know, George and I, I picked him up at Wagner's. We drove over. George said that, I want to read something about the shortage of officials. I said, George, you're not going to believe this, but yesterday... A gentleman named Greg sent me a highlight, and I said, I had stone forgotten about it. Elliot, do you have it loaded of the umpire running to his car? I want everyone to listen to this gentleman. It's on YouTube. There's been 73,000 hits, and he's talking about parents and their kids. So, Elliot, please let it play because it is funny.
0: You have got to stop this. Honestly, I don't care if you're recording right now. I sent this to the GSNJ. I don't care. It needs something needs to happen. I mean, your kid... I don't know if no one has told you this, but your kid is not good, okay? He's not good at baseball. He struck out four times, swinging, swinging. That has nothing to do with the umpire. I don't know why you're mad at me. I mean, the kid is, I don't know who, what coach or what, develop who's taking your money and telling your kid that he's going to play at the next level. He's literally not, okay? It's time for him to, I don't know, go join the marching band or something like that. Your kid is not good. I mean, we could do everything to help him. We could literally... Harry Bonds, his body. We could Sammy Sosa, his bat. We could, we could get the whole Houston Astros team out here with the drums and the sounds and everything. The kids still can't hit the ball. I mean, it's been going on two years, and I've been just getting bullied from you guys from the stands. It's honestly a little bit ironic that you guys are the Indians because you're literally savages, okay? You're, you, you, don't, you know nothing about sports. I don't make nearly enough money to be, to be just taking it from you guys over and over and over. I mean, even... I know he wants to be like the next A-Rod and everything, and I get that. But listen, even A-Rod couldn't keep J-Lo, low, right? That dream is over. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's told you this, but he plays right field. You know who plays right field? Literally the worst kid.
2: <laughs> George, I mean, isn't that the truth? That's why we can't get officials. Oh, totally. the truth, George, these parents are off the chain. It has to be said. I'm just being honest with you. Parents, you have to just shut up. It's going crazy. George, I was at a basketball game this year watching a person just abuse the dang officials. Oh, you're good. George, I got a lot of people tell some people this. You go learn the rules and become an official. Right. That's all you have to do.
3: Shut up in the stands. Jerry, we used to, uh, me and Mr. Stacey Johnson used to run a league for, for elementary school kids. Okay. We had one rule we kept police officers there with arrest power. Yes, yes. If you harassed a kid, Jerry, we escorted you out of the arena. If you're, you're a, a referee, mm-hmm. you, the kid, our referee, and yes. the, the referees, you couldn't say anything to the referee. You and we, one guy was saying, well, that's my nephew. I'm talking, we said, well, you got to leave too. You know, so you honest. can't talk about these kids. You, you, They're having fun, and here we are, grown-ups, thinking, who's going pro after a game that you ever in elementary school? Sure, I mean, see, they they have a percentage what's you?
2: wrong with these people. George, mm-hmm. haven't they watched over and over and over again, their kids do not go pro? What's wrong, George? It is amazing that people have started to believe they get caught up in the money that they see this astronomical LeBron James money, George, A-Rod money that they believe that is going to happen for their son. Harper money that's playing now Major League Baseball. George, it's just that's why we have a shortage, George. And nobody wants to deal with these nutcases.
3: And your kid kid has an early growth spurt. He's, he's taller than the other elementary school kids. Jerry, he's got two more levels to go. And I said each level is its own level. You know this, Jerry. When you got yeah, this elementary school to junior high school, big jump. Junior high school to high school, big jump. High school to college, big jump. So, and, and and they only take, what, 60 kids out of all the kids to play George, in the country. Don't they the know approach? that,
2: though? I mean, our parents just this ignorant? It is amazing. George, I've been to games to where it is now time – We have allowed discipline to slip. Right. We're going to have to bring it back. It's not going to hinder the game. The kids will still compete hard. The coaches will coach hard. The rest will do the best job they can, but we must eliminate the fans. George, they're fighting at AAU games, softball games, baseball games, basketball games. George, parents, I have no idea, but we're going to, since they're not going to do it themselves, George, and you know that. Right then the high school associations are going to have to put it back into play. Right. Same disciplines in the high schools are going to have to be put back into play right. because the parents to now are not going to bring the discipline back to – George, my dad, used to sit up at the top of the stands, watch like the game. He, he never yelled at officials. He wouldn't say anything to me. I could see that frown on his face right. when I was messing up, but no, George. Now, when I went home, he'd say, we'd go every play in the game. Right. No, but George, not that. at the games. No, you don't post. No, George. Not at the games.
3: It's ridiculous now, Jerry. It's supposed to be a time where you're having the best fun of your life. Absolutely. I mean, Jerry, win or lose, and, and you know what amazes me about that, Jerry? If you look at at, at sports, you look at uh, you, you 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 look you look at kids, Jerry. What? It's eight hundred kids in your school. Mm-hmm. You're one of twelve that make the team. How many schools are in the state, yeah. George? And how many kids are in your school building, Jerry? You're one of 12 in basketball. You're one of 22 in baseball. You're one of maybe 100 in football it's in the whole school, cool. Jerry. It's and you're upset. And, and then the one I love, the one I really love more than you think, Jerry. Okay, The one I really love the most is the coach don't love my child. I know. Oh. And the referee hates it. <laughs> and sometimes I wonder if the parent
2: loves their child. George, people know that Wednesday, I've already announced it on Monday, mm-hmm. even though you were politicking with everybody at Wagner's that. We were gonna have the David Johnson on. So Elliot from
3: Trinity, Judge? From the dark side. The dark
2: side. side, My school? Dark side. side. Yes. We're going to go to break and we're going to come back with David Johnson. Uh, And fantastic young man, even though he did go to Trinity. Yeah. The dark side. I I cleaned him up when he came to Louisville, the right side, and we're going to have him on after the break. (laughs) (laughs) This is Esports Radio. We'll come back with David Johnson soon to be NBA player. Phone number
3: is
2: 502-571-108. Welcome back to Sports Radio it's 1219. It is April the 28th, Wednesday in the Louisville area. And, of course, we've been waiting. We're all good. We've been waiting for this call. And I've had an opportunity to eat lunch with him last week and his mother, gorgeous lady. And, of course, I was at his going-away party yesterday. And uh, I hate that, but he's got his entire career in front of him. And I'm talking about the David Johnson. Won a state championship at Trinity High School, of course. The dark side, which I told That's him. Zabo. I'm not worried about Zabo. That's the dark side.
3: No, great team. I, I covered you, Mr. Johnson. I, I know, I, had I know. A Great team. And I've always got, you know, Jerry went to the pig farm school. He, he you didn't know that. Uh, David Ballard,
2: knows what the great school is. Ballard. You he know,
3: knows. Ballard was the pig farm, David.
2: David, welcome to the show. Yeah, what's up? How are you? George Williams oh, yeah, is sitting in cool. with us. Oh, we're we doing remember. great. And uh, he's trying to talk stuff about my Ballard Bruins. And, right. of course, when
3: y'all dusted him up, David, you remember how y'all missed David, you know, you bet oh, it's yeah. a little sensitive. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I uh, remember that.
2: Watch out with David. <laughs> David, now, Ballard, I get sensitive. I told you now, we don't play with Ballard. I know you all have gotten the best of us lately. But uh, well, I do believe well, you remember when Anthony Eves had his way with Trinity and Ray Ball. He, he, he was, was a at young your man, Jerry. He don't
3: remember that. He was yes, he
2: does. Man. He was on the bench watching as a young fellow. So, David, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you coming on spending some time with us. First thing and most importantly, I want you to tell us a little bit about your family, your mom, your sisters, where you came from and how you got to this point.
4: Uh, so I grew up in Louisville, uh, born and raised all my life. Uh lived with my mom and my two older sisters. Um, and I kind of, living with all girls growing up, kind of have to get out on my own and find out what I like to do. So
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, hanging out with uh, neighborhood kids. I would be the kid that my mom would have to come get me off of the basketball court or from the park because I would be out of the house all day and then I got really competitive uh, with my mm-hmm. older cousins because I didn't really have uh, kids in my family that were brothers to
2: play so yes. Uh huh.
4: Everyone was always older and roughing me up, so mm-hmm. kind of found my love for sport throughout uh, other family members. And I started off with football. Uh, couldn't do the grass; uh, had me sneezing too much. Okay. Uh, so I tried out basketball and. I was just naturally, like, I had a nice feel for it. And I just started to put the work in. About what age do you think you As started to play basketball,
2: David? What age?
4: Got better and better.
2: Yes, what age do you think you started to play basketball, David?
4: I'd say at the age of five. But I didn't actually take it, start taking it really serious, like playing only basketball until about age of, 12,
3: and 12. Okay. Dave, David, this is George Williams with Jerry East here. I'd like to ask you, you know, you talked about growing. Did you have a, a quick growth spurt? Because I knew you were pretty tall as, as a freshman. When did you uh, uh, make your growth spurt?
4: Uh, I've always been, like, the bigger kid growing up. Uh, always the, one of the tallest kids in the classroom. Uh, once I got to high school, I think I... have my transition from eighth grade to my freshman year of high school, I grew like three inches that summer and I just kept adding on an inch uh, year after year. And mm. hopefully I'm still growing, but that'd be great. Yeah.
2: Tell me something. You went to Trinity, you chose to go to Trinity high school, great education. Everyone understands the cost and what Trinity stands for in this community academically. Is that something that was important to you and your mother?
4: yes um going through trinity was an amazing process for me okay uh, personally i would recommend that to anyone and everyone it was the best experience that i've that i've had i didn't think it was going to be that way it's kind of like a brotherhood like mm-hmm. you're going to school with all your buddies uh, you get to compete on the highest level uh, after school when you're done with academics so It was a really fun time. You got to network and meet a lot of people. I met a lot of people that uh, I'll know for the rest of my life and that I might need down the road. So it was a really good experience for me.
3: David, this is George Wade once again. I want to ask you about, I always talk to Jerry about uh, your coach being one of the best fundamentals in the state, and I like how he handles you guys and changes you and, and lets you play multiple positions. Do you think that the way he coaches really affected your game?
4: Yes. Um, at first, I was coming to high school. I was, Like I said, I was one of the taller kids. Uh, freshman year, I was learning how to jump ball screens and just learn the game, kind of defensive rotations, and it was just kind of teaching me everything. And then uh, we had some injuries my freshman year, and I ended up moving up to the three, so I had the ball in my hands a little bit. And I played point guard in middle school, but that was just because I was a better ball handler than most. But
3: mm-hmm.
4: as I got older and kind of grew taller I was like alright I can play on the wing so I gotta get my ball handling skills right and I always had a pretty good feel for passing and finding the open people uh, that's one thing that I really love and enjoy doing but Coach Zabo, uh, he was really good at developing me into the player I am I feel like that's how I kind of found my game right.
2: um, now, now You're talking about that and Coach Zabo plays a very unique style you all were State champions in 19 defeated Scott County 50 to 40. You had quite a few low scoring games during that state tournament run and during the regular season. Uh, when you went to the University of Louisville, uh, more up tempo minded, uh, did that affect you your freshman year coming off that shoulder injury? How did you start to pick up the pace from Coach Zabo's temp pace to the University of Louisville's?
4: I think the transition was pretty smooth going into my freshman year. I was in the summer, I was playing pretty well, uh, competing pretty hard, and I felt like I was like I was really comfortable and then I went down with the injury and then like sitting there on the sideline and watching practices, like you get to see things from a coach's perspective, mm-hmm. but you're not necessarily going up and down with them, so like I kind of knew what was going on, but I didn't know until I actually got out there, so it took me a little bit to get my feet up under me and get back to But I was used to, but I kind of got it clicking uh, toward the middle of the season. I started getting really comfortable.
3: Uh, This is George again. I want to ask you a question. I I watched you play as a freshman. I watched you control the situation. You really had a great freshman year. I really thought you did. I thought you were really dominant as a a point guard. And and then this year you had to adapt and share the role with Mr. Jones. Talk about the two, the, what was the difference in the two years? You know what I mean? Because I thought last year you really controlled the ball. And then this year you had to adapt and make the transition to being playing off the one I one. Mm-hmm. So how, how did that work for you? Uh,
4: I'd say in comparison to my freshman year, it was, I was fortunate enough to play with uh, some of the best shooters in the country. with Absolutely. The man, yeah. Georgia, and the floor was so open and space. Mm-hmm. And that was allowing me to, no one could help off of them because it was automatic three. So right. that was opening up lanes for me. And if people came in and caved in on me, it was going out to them. So it was pretty easy to kind of get a groove um, compared to this year. We were last in the ACC and shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of up and down year. Nobody could really get a flow. I thought uh, going into the season, everyone was pretty comfortable. we were playing pretty good as a team. And then those stoppages, those kind of, kind of affected us a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Right. Uh, as you can see some, some of the outcomes, but, uh, there's, it was, it was a tough year, but I'd say in comparison, to freshman and sophomore year, it was, I'd say it was the floor spacing mostly, but playing with Carl was, it was pretty good. I mean, he's okay, a so- really good teammate, uh, amazing player and it was just a fun experience for me it was i knew it wasn't going to be uh what it was my freshman year right. going into it and kind of adapting and i kind of got used to my role a little bit didn't get settled in uh wasn't something i was 100 percent used to right. but i mean that's the game uh playing in situations that you're not the best True. and it's not always going to be 100 perfect so i uh, just had to adapt to that
3: in the best way i could yeah well, that, that was that was very good I, I thought you know i thought that was one of the things that i looked at you to watching you make that adaption is to go changing positions you know going off the ball because it seemed like you would you know you were always in control but i thought you did a really good job it, and i did think the covid symptoms shut you down and I, I thought you had a great career, and I look for nothing but the best in your game. Absolutely. David, we're going to get to our first break.
2: We've got the David Johnson on, former Louisville player. We're going to start to get into your path now. Next step will be pre-draft camp in Chicago, the draft, and we want to discuss some things with you about that. So stay with us. This is David Johnson, eSports Radio, phone number 502-571-1080. We'll talk to you after the break. Welcome back to Esports Radio, and it's 12.32, Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. We're at the backside of Churchill Downs. The first race will go off at 12.45. We have the David Johnson, former Louisville great, on the line with us. And, David, your mom's listening. I know we've been texting each other back and forth, but I do have to tell. I told George a funny story, and I've got to tell our listeners. But we're at lunch at Mamas. the first time I really got to meet David.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Every day
0: we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
2: Mike Vine asked David if he was, uh ha- ask his mother how she was doing and was she going to Houston? And, of course, she said she was. And Mike said, that's fine. And Mike said, you're such an attractive lady. You're going to have all the men chasing you. And David Johnson looked right at Mike Vine and said, She's off the market. <laughs> I love that, David.
3: So, so, so we know who the man of the house is, exactly.
2: And we talked about that at lunch. David said, "I've been the man of the house a long time." She's off the market, so David. I just wanted to let everybody know, Miss Johnson's off the and market. And you got
3: a question for you? Oh yes, no question. Beautiful lady, George.
2: I'm telling you. So now, David, we were there, and of course, Darius Miller's dad was with us, and we were talking to you about being a pro. So your first step now that you have declared. I want you to talk to me about what Coach Mack said and you all's conversation when you all made this decision.
4: Um, It was, he was just giving me advice about what not to worry about because, I mean, the last few games of uh, the last season that I played, I didn't think I played uh, to my full potential. Okay. And there was some speculation of, Oh, I might not be able to do this. And him, he was just telling me that you know what you can do. You can go out there and show them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're fully supportive of you of whatever you wanted to do. Excellent. And I was, that kind of gave me the confidence. It's like, all right, it's time to be a professional now. And I made the decision, talked with him, uh, the other coaches. But it's kind of been a, kind of been an on the table thing since my freshman year it's kind of been thrown around in the gym and locker room because mm-hmm. uh, nobody really expected me to take off like I did I mean I kind of surprised myself my freshman year I didn't really expect uh I knew how good I was but I didn't know that me playing like that would put me on the top the top of the top like to get mm-hmm. there so, I mean, it was just it was an amazing experience talking to him. Uh, all the other coaches helped me out, gave me a bunch of advice, and told me that they had my back. And that's really Great. what I wanted to hear out of them. And Excellent. I went ahead and made the decision, and they stuck right there with me.
3: Great. David, this is George Williams again. I want to ask you a question. You had a former teammate that played with you, Mr. Scruggs, that went pro did he help you in any way to make a decision on make, help you with making this decision? Now what could, you were going to have to expect to go through in making this decision. I
4: talked to him a little bit before I uh, made the decision, just checking. I was just checking in on him, and he was like, right. uh, so where he asked me what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And at that time I was like, I don't know. And I'd, been playing with him all my life. I mean playing against him since we were younger and then we became teammates around eighth grade, freshman year on the AAU circuit and then later in high school and he knew what what I'm capable of, so he told me, he was like, make sure your decision is what you want to do, not what anyone else wants to do, what they want you to do. He was like, just make sure it's the best decision for you. He was like, I know what you can do, and you know what you can do. So I'm not telling you what that decision is, but he kind of knew. He's like, you're ready. I I know you are. He kind of put that some more confidence into me and and did nothing but support me, Uh, a bunch of kind words. But, I mean, he's great. Can't wait for him to get back on the court. Mm -hmm. But having him at that level – even though he hasn't played, he knows how things are operating right. uh, around up there. So he can kind of give it to me in, in a way that I can understand right. rather than someone who's, uh, I mean, it's good to have, it's great to have NBA veterans around you explaining things. But when you have someone who is just in your shoes, not that long, it's great to hear from them how things are going from his his perspective so it was pretty pretty good to hear from him about that and that, hope that, that, was that was the best for him.
3: That was part of that brotherhood you're talking about in mm-hmm. Trinity that jerry doesn't know about that went to Ballard. That dark side. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly.
2: Now, David, we <laughs> did tell you, you and, and George is correct, It should have come to Ballard, but that's okay. I'm going to let you slide, David. I love your mama, so I'm going to let you <laughs> off. And you're a Cardinal like me, so we're Cardinals for life. But now that you've made the decision, yes, George, now that you've made the decision and Everyone understands. Bill Wagner was with me last night, and Ray came over. Ray Spalding came and sat down, and, of course, Ray was just going through. He says, you know, Stephen Silas told me to tell you hello. Stephen Silas is the head coach at Houston, and Raymond was at Houston when he got injured. Okay. And all the guys, but We're
3: David. To say to the NBA –
2: he said, no, what was that, George?
3: Was he saying, tell David hello? Is that what you said? Well, saying? he's going
2: to tell David hello. Somebody is, and I'll know uh, that coach also. Okay, I didn't think I trying that was to I know you them you, all. You, um, but I just, David, just get I'm that sorry, straight. You to this. <laughs> David, you know what the NBA stands for? George does, but I want to make sure that you understand. Coach Beard told me to make sure I told you. It stands for No Boys allow. You're stepping into a grown man's business now, David. And everybody that's funding games, you see that. 18, 19-year-old player. So you think that it's a child's mindset. It's not. The minute you're starting to put yourself in position to earn a check, you're going to have the best of the best going at you every day. So the first thing I want to tell you, David, is you must understand. when you. I know you've picked an agent. You'll be leaving to go work out with them. It is a profession for you now, son. Everything that you do will determine how long and how far you will stay. And most people only say, years. That's why I showed you and your mother the great Louisville players that it left under Coach Patino and let you see how many games they played. I'm not talking about how many years they stayed, but how many games they played. So, David, first thing and foremost, understand when you go to Chicago, you're going for David Johnson, David Johnson only. It's not a family affair. As for friendship with other players, make sure you go to do your job first and foremost. Secondly, what do you think you have to show? To prove NBA scouts, so that you can move and work your way back to that first round level, where I think you should go. What do you think you have to do?
4: Uh, my that show that I can still play make. I mean, that's okay. what I'm on the court to do. I mm-hmm. uh, I can do that at the highest level. Get to the rim,
3: mm-hmm.
4: finish above the rim. Uh, I've been improving my shot. You did that last year, yes. Coach Mack and his staff,
2: you really improved your shooting last year, and kudos to Coach Mack and his staff because you really did. You showed people. You surprised me, David. Yeah. Your ability. And George, you really surprised us on how well you shot the three. So continue, though. You have to be able to self-evaluate yourself on what you need to improve on every year. What else, David?
4: Uh, I think I can get more explosive. Uh, I don't think I was – in the best of shape 100 uh, percent of the season, okay because the on and off pause, so me getting my legs back under me and playing above the rim all the time instead of some sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I think me getting in, getting in the best shape of my life is really big because then I can show what I can do at the highest level, which I haven't seen myself do, and I don't think anyone else has seen.
2: No, David, we were speaking at lunch, and, I, George, I told David, I got the call. I, I don't know if I was the 55th or 53rd. It would have been late second round. David will go much higher than I did. But all Frank Layden told me on the telephone call, Judy Cowgill, I was working Coach Crum's camp. I go into the office. I talk to Frank Layden. He tells me, come to camp in shape. So, George, working. You don't know, but George Williams' nephew is Derek Anderson, George, what was the first things that you were telling Derek to do when he went professional? Well the first thing we
3: worked on is, is the first step. You know, in the in the league, it, it, it's basically one on one. So that first step is everything, David. You know, when you, you do and the second thing is I think that you do you 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 can be a utility player because you can play multiple positions now. Yes, he can. I think that is a, a, a very much an advantage for you to be able to do. And then like I say, you worked on your jumper. Now you gotta work on your jumper on, on coming off the ball on the move, picking it up off the bounce and, and coming up shooting your jumper. But I think everything else, young man. You you really are a tremendous player, and I'm proud to watch you play. And I'm glad that you're going to represent our city. So I just want you to go there and give it the best you can, and that's all you can ever do. And and you know. I think you you're able to make it and you're making great decisions. You sound like you are prepared for the business world, so I wish you nothing but the best.
2: David, I'm gonna get to my second break. I want you to hold on because we're gonna talk about some of the things I want to I want you to do. I won't be able to go to Chicago this year because of COVID. But I watched Raymond and I'll be there next year. But I'm gonna discuss a few more things with you before we let you go. We got David Johnson, fantastic young man, super family, beautiful mom. Esports radio 502-571-1080. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Esports Radio. It's 1244 on the 28th of April. It is almost Derby Day. It is Wednesday of Derby week. I want to make sure that everyone treats our guests properly, make sure that we have our COVID protocol, make sure that people get their shots. But, David, before I let you go,
1: with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: about the playing aspect at Chicago that you should do. I want you to grab every defensive rebound that you can come about possibly because you're a Gary Payton kind of player. You can do a lot of things. You can defend. You've got great size. You're a Butch Beard-sized guard, which was huge. But that's one thing. You can become more explosive and get in better shape. That is expected, David. I want you to make sure that you take your mental hat You have to be the smartest player on the floor. You have to be the coach on the floor. You have to rotate back, count nine people. You have to understand the entire game because the scouts at Chicago are going to be looking at more than did you shoot all the balls or did you attack and dunk. They want to see if you know what you should be doing in the basketball game because what will move you up in the draft is when they put you back in the point guard position, which means mental aspect of the game, David. So make sure you do that last but not least, George Williams was in here talking about it. He stole my idea. I stole his. But that's what George and I do. Yeah, we
3: do that.
2: I want you to go back, make sure you get your degree from the University of Louisville. That is the biggest aspect for my advice to you. You've got all the God-gifted tools. You've got a wonderful family. You're a beautiful young man. Make sure that your major goal is, I played 10 years, great deal. I still come back to the summer like I did. And get your degree from the University of Louisville so that you have it all. George.
3: Yeah. And the most important thing I tell you, David, is watch who you call your friends. Everybody now wants to be your friend. You're going to have to protect yourself and isolate yourself for those people who are not really real for you and decide on what you're going to do. When you, you don't have people telling you what business to go in David. get to learn the world. Meet people who are business people and then let them structure how they do business. And you do that too. You'll now uh, become uh, a CEO of your company. You are the president and he you got it. to run this company. Or George, your company will fail.
2: I should kiss you in the mouth, but I'm not. Oh I don't like,
3: you much. But me. I
2: told him, but I don't want you to forget it. No entourages, David. You and your mother. No entourages
3: and a good friend. You got to have a good friend. Sorry. No you, cousins. No, you just, got, you got to have a best friend. It done. Get it done.
2: So David. We appreciate you coming on. Uh we'll be following your process when you get back from Chicago. Give us a call and we'll get you back on and we'll be waiting for that draft day.
3: Congratulations, young man.
2: Congratulations, David. That's David Johnson. Thank you, Thank you for coming on. Esports radio. Let's get to our last break, Elliot. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about pick the, the only African American pick the Derby winner, George. <laughs> George, <laughs> it won't be I summer.
3: can't pick a mule out I couldn't pick a mule out of Secretary's.
1: <laughs> I'm in julep,
2: I'm in julep, one mint julep, what's the cause of it all? Welcome back to Radio. Elliot, you got a sense of humor. One minute julep, George. Yeah. I'm not George. I said it yesterday, and I have to be honest. That's one nasty drink. I'm yes sorry. Yes,
3: it is, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yes I don't
2: like drinking, but George, oh my goodness. And
3: i like to compliment Mr. David Johnson for a great interview. You did a pretty good job. Thank himself. you, George. He I is mean, a fantastic young man, do Yeah, he, is. he really sounds great. He you know, seemed like another Louisville product in his life, Jack.
2: City of Louisville, Mother, I mean just another great product. And wishing you the very best, George. That's yeah. all we can do. That's all we can do. Uh, because it's fleeting and he knows that I showed him the games of great players. Right. Russ Smith, Peyton Siva, to let him understand Luke Hancock, no games. See, Mr. Noah this played is the other a day real man's TV. league. Oh, George played well. Yep. Playing well. So George, yes, let me sir. read something to you. It's really funny. Because, you know, we've talked about this and how times change. But long before Kendrick Cometty started riding horses growing up in Louisiana, black jockeys were synonymous with the sport.
3: Right.
2: Black riders were a top 13 of the 15 horses and the first Kentucky Derby in 1875. seventy-five? First, three And won 15 of the first 28 editions of the race mm-hmm. after American jockeys. And, George, here we are today. We're going to have, again, we'll have our first Kendrick will be riding. And what horse did I tell you he's on? Robonic. Right. George. And he's coming out of the 20 slot, I believe. Right. And, uh, George, I'm just, again, happy to see that all sports are starting to be inclusive Big again, job. like they used to be. Right. And a lot of people did not understand that African-American jockeys were prominent. And the horse racing and business do the gym and the pro, 18
3: kind of kicked out of the business.
2: Exactly. Got bumped. So uh, it is starting to come back. Uh, he did make a great statement, George, that I really appreciated uh, him saying. He says that he wants to be reminded for the hard work to get to this point. Not that go. he's an African-American jockey, but it is a deserved
3: CJ, That's when we know we, we're going to overcome all in this country. When we just describe what race you belong to, when you win anything, it should be what you are. Your but name should be what you did. You know, not not who you as are. As long as you it's get the opportunity, LML, you have to have be, the opportunity yeah, again. Yeah, saying, you cannot be, be excluded. Yeah.
2: But after that, it should be on the job that you do. do you there you go. Go. Yeah. So true. So. We'll be looking forward to that. We've got a lot of derby horses we're going to be talking about, George. Don't bet
3: this year? Because I don't want to bet the same horse. Like now, last time I bet, I took the horse off the board. So could you tell the audience who you bet so nobody bets that horse? Okay, this year? George, I'm going to.
2: Of course, you weren't here yesterday morning, no, but no, Tracy, you know Tracy,
3: Tracy, who made no, me no, wear no, the Kentucky, no, Kentucky, Kentucky. Kentucky and you look so good in that Kentucky. District. I did not, George. I, 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 really I did not, George. A good, <laughs> job. good job, Tracy.
2: I did not, George. But the number they five horse today, yeah. The number, four. Well, George. We we would love to. The first race just went off at twelve forty five. Oh, I
3: mean for you and Tracy. We haven't made our wager yet, but we're um, going to.
2: It's personal. We're going to tomorrow's show. Maybe we're going she to make.
3: make you wear a UK hat for a month if you win. I think that would be great. I'm not going to say what I was
2: thinking, George. It's not proper. So on, you'll get Jeff. me in trouble politically. <laughs>
3: <All right>. Who's the <laughs> winner, Jeff? go off there,
2: George? The number five horse, which is where I put my money. Two dollars across the board on five is Sainthood. Sainthood is is the number five horse, George. That's not the horse you're going to bet. So you're safe safe. because that's the horse that's going to get my money. And, George, all I'm pulling for is Kentucky trainers. So we have to go first and foremost, Greg Foley. Right, George, it was the first post drawing I'd ever gone to. Over on the second floor Uh up the escalators, George. I had never done it yesterday. was my okay. first time. I was okay. looking forward to it. And, uh, well, I hate to say that, Ms. Gwynn, that's why we miss our Coca-Cola meeting, but at my mind somewhere else, and I miss a huge Coke meeting, and I've got to beg, honestly. Robin Young, is Young, please, I've got to beg her, because she always helps me with my golf outing. So, George, all the drinks that you drink up. Huh? But <laughs> I was sitting there going, my goodness, watching all the horses draw and the names, and there would be a light applause. But not for this horse. Obesos, George, is Greg Foley's horse. Got me? It's the second segment. They did 10 horses, had a little intermission, and then the second 10. It was probably the 13 horse off the board. When they said Obesos, George, the entire room erupted. So I'm pulling for Greg Foley's horse. That's one. Okay. Second horse, George, uh, he's a Lexington. He went to Takes Creek. Well, I know,
3: I know. Mick hey. Pete. You know, I got to get, I love Kenneth, but we you fight. You want, you want to be with the Big Blue Nation. Joe, I don't really want to be with Blue Nation. That's why I have I really to hold it back. It. That's why you're in Lexington now with the horse. What, what's the Lexington horse? Joe? King Fury. King right.
2: Fury is his horse. Now, George, I told people when you were politicking Monday, most of the time the people don't know. Ken, he plays off his horses. He doesn't say he's got a horse underneath him. He says, I don't know. I'm not sure. He said that last right. year. I mean, look, Swiss Skydiver.
3: Right.
2: said, I'm not sure about Swiss Skydiver. ends up winning the Preakness as a filly. George, Monday, Miss Gwen and I are walking. I said, tell me about your horse. He says, I got your derby winner. Monday morning, George. I heard 7.30. Well,
3: I heard him say that. when you. I was like,
2: picture. my teeth fell out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, hold up, hold up, McPee, is this you? He really thinks he has a chance. So, George... I'm going to put money on all well, both I'm gonna horses. I'm
3: going to bet him too. You and I'm going to go too? with the horse that, nuts, that you won't bring on the show, the best boss in Louisville. Who? No. Oh, but Peanut, let me tell you what. <laughs> I've got
2: to apologize to Peanuts because I did say I was going to get Peanuts on for three minutes on Monday, but I had all the celebrities. George, they weren't he supposed to stay on the show.
3: Peanut is a celebrity. Okay, so Peanut's horse is. Highly motivated. Highly motivated. So I'm gonna bet this in peanuts honor because he didn't get to go come on the show for three minutes. Highly motivated. And who's the other horse you told me that, Jerry? Who? Which other horse do you talk about? Who are you betting? Hot Rod
2: Charlie is good. George, there, it's wide open. It's wide open, George. Okay. George, it's a wide open field. And of course, we know that tomorrow is Thursday. Yeah, Friday is Kentucky that. Oaks.
3: Right.
2: Saturday is the Kentucky Derby. Beautiful I
3: weather. Beautiful, yes. We're spo- George, we're supposed to got rain today, and it's beautiful out here today. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take some pictures, so don't be talking about no rain. Don't- I'm trying to keep his rain away right now, so <laughs> let, 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 let the rain go. George, You're I didn't even pick, pick up rain? my Mustang because oh,
2: yeah. I thought it was going to rain. Oh,
3: wow. I was supposed to got my car today. Well, Danny got it. Danny, could you take the car with the Jerry's, please? I just wanted to go a shout-out. You just want to throw a shout-out? Yeah, yeah.
2: Mark's not allowing Oh, me. Jerry,
3: I got to say this before we go out there. I got a young friend went from Maduca, Kentucky. Maney, just like a son to me, Okay, Jerry, he just won the 2A baseball championship for Paducah Tillman High School. Maney, shout out to you. Great job to you and your mom saying, hey, Jerry, 2A champion. 2A champion. He may be the first African-American baseball winner.
2: I got you. Now, tomorrow, George, we're going to take all calls. We just didn't have time today. We are talking to David, but I'm going to take all calls. I think I'm going to go to the front side tomorrow, George. And do it there. I've never done it there before above section three twenty-two. Uh, to break you I just have to move eSports Radio around. I like a you bit, do you.
3: You're a creative guy.
2: Creative guy. But please get out. Fantastic week. Enjoy yourself, enjoy your family. And again, let's put some peace and love in the world, please. Can't we do that? God willing, I'll be back here tomorrow, George. Love you like always. Always my brother. Back. We gotta get back to work. You will have a safe day. Talk to you tomorrow. God willing. Bye bye.